It is a Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberdo, and Mackenzie Weger trade crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Calgary Flames podcast. On this episode, we'll be talking with Jespa Masta of Locked On Calgary Flames as we discuss the trade and our reactions to it. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Calgary Flames podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're it's your team every day. For everybody on the Locked On Calgary Flames feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez. I'm from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And very grateful to be doing this crossover edition of Lockdown Panthers with Jess Bomasto of Lockdown Calgary Flames. Jess, grateful to be getting together with you on this crossover. Yes, it's so nice to talk to you again. I've been looking forward to this since like I woke up this morning. I was like, I finally get to talk about this with someone and like dive in with an, an expert from <laughs> Florida. So it's nice to, you know, Obviously, you hear about these players, but you you know the true nitty-gritty details. Yes, and before we uh, start this episode, we want to remind you that this, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Jess, we're here to talk about a very important trade for both of our teams. And we, we both... We both happened to be up during during the, the time of the trade. I mm-hmm. spoke about my reaction to the trade, getting a missed call from one of my Wednesday my Wednesday guest hosts, Jake Winans, checking a group chat, checking another group chat, check, one of them being our locked on group chat. And you saw my um, response in on the on the group chat. My response exactly was slow news day, huh? Question mark. <laughs> um, I want to ask you from the Calgary Flames perspective. What was your reaction when you first heard about this trade? Yeah, so, you know, it was a wild Friday night at my house. I was in bed at 8.30, and I was just, I was so tired. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to bed, you know, just relax, whatever. 11 o'clock rolls around. My boyfriend comes, like, hauling booty down the hallway into our bedroom and goes, Kachuk to Florida. And I'm just like, this is a dream. Like, I'm not awake. And then I was like, you know what, before I have any like real reaction, I need to see the return because I knew that the trade was inevitable. It was going to happen. Naturally, it happens when I'm sleeping. But, um, you know, I was instantly awake then. And then I saw um, Huberto's name. I didn't care about anything that came after that. You know, <laughs> obviously, you know, these the rest <laughs> of the trade package is nice. But I saw Huberto and I was like, I can feel comfortable and confident with this trade. And mm-hmm. that's all that mattered. Yeah, and and of course, let, let's let's not forget that you're getting a great either top pair or middle pairing defenseman, yeah. depending on which team it is, and Mackenzie Weger, who is a guy in Florida who moved up the ranks from the ECHL all the way to the NHL as six picks away from being undrafted too. And he worked his way to be at this level of um his game. And I'm I'm happy I'm happy for 
I'm happy for both of them as two Canadians who get to be in a Canadian market as well. And yeah. for Matthew Kachuk, an American who's coming down to an American market as well. So that's the benefit as far as where they're from as well. And I was talking about on Thursday's edition of Locked On Panthers, how I had a zero expectations approach about getting Matthew Kachuk in the first mm -hmm. place. And my initial reaction was, yelling no at my screen at my screen saying that it was huberto that was gone but i had to let go of the emotion of everything and just exactly and just say that for the florida panthers perspective of things that it was a time to extend their window and we, we knew going into this offseason that the florida panthers were already going to take a step back based on yandel's buyout Sergey Bobrovsky's contract is very large still on the team. Patrick Hornquist still has a big cap hit as well. Mm -hmm. So it was, it had to do a little bit of cap gymnastics for the Florida Panthers. And Uyghur and, and uh, Huberto are both players who are going to be expiring contracts next season. And of course, Jonathan Huberto, most points in Florida Panthers history. And it's, it's tough to see him go. This is the longest tenured guy on the team. Yeah. But this sends a message from Bill Zito that a sweep after winning the president's trophy is not good enough. And it was a reflection of the leadership of the team. And, and, and I, and this is someone who still loves Huberto and I wish him the best in Calgary, but it just says that it, it just said from Bill Zito's perspective, that this is the shakeup that was needed in order to really rattle the rattle the cage for, for this Florida Panthers team. Absolutely. And you know, it, it's been a rough off season, really two weeks for flames fans. And Everyone, including myself, we were just left speculating, you know, what what can be done? How can you replace a 115-point player um, who walked for nothing? Yes. And then who on earth is going to trade someone up to Matthew Kachuk's caliber? Well, you bring in the guy that tied 115 points. You bring in <laughs> Huberto. And... You know, I'm so excited, obviously, for Huberto, but for Wegar too, because he um he significantly strengthens the um the defensive group with just with the flames. Not that it's a weak group, but they needed someone to give that extra push. And I really think a guy like Wegar is just the guy to do it mm -hmm. with Chris Canev starting out the season injured and just giving them more of an identity. And I will never forget in, I think it was 2019. It could have been 2020, but uh, the Panthers were playing the Bruins and him and Nola Chari went at it. I had never seen someone like ragdolled like that by Nola Chari. And then Noel ends up signing there in the following off season. And I was just like, how, like, how do you go from, you know, beating each other up to teammates? But, you know, that's hockey. And that's what you have to remember. This is a business. There's very little hard feelings. There's no room for that. Yeah, and it, it's so crazy how for the Flames that they had the cap space enough to sign both Goudreau and Kachuk. You lose and both of them. <laughs> and and still with the, with the moves that you – that, that – with Calgary losing Gaudreau to Columbus, like you said, for nothing, you still get a pretty decent return in in for for Matthew Kachuk. 
But for the Florida Panthers side, a lot of people have said that the Florida Panthers overpaid for Matthew Kachuk. My personal opinion is it's not an overpayment if you know that someone is a sure thing at 24 years old coming off 100 points. Uh, part of me is like, send Calgary another first because you're getting eight years of term for Matthew Kachuk, and it's an exciting time. Exactly. And, you know, I think this is such a fun time in a player's career because you're watching them catapult themselves into their prime. Uh, you know, I talked about it. I think it was Rasmus Anderson and how he's he was 24, 25 years old. And same with Andrew Mangiapane, how they just they're entering this final like catapulting stage before you see them as good as they're going to get and how exciting that is and Florida Panther fans have so much to be excited for with Kachuk yeah and just the smile on his face as well in the introductory press conference for Matthew Kachuk it's always it's something for me to get excited about already and that's a good way for us to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about both press conferences for uh, Matthew Kachuk with the Florida Panthers, what I thought about it, and the press conference for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger in Calgary and what Jess thought about that as well. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment of this crossover edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast and the Lockdown Calgary Flames podcast. Armando Velez here with Jess Bomasto of Lockdown Calgary Flames. And Jess, both Matthew Kachuk and Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger had their press conferences for the for their respective teams. And with Kachuk just seeing the smile on his face and the very first thing that he said coming into that press conference was Florida, has, of course, Florida being a place that doesn't snow and the lack of success that they've had in their history, really only advancing to the second round twice in 29 years. You know, there, there, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of backlash when it comes to like how it's covered, the fan base and all that stuff. And the first thing he said was, wow, if and he spoke about the amount of media that was there covering it for the Panthers and that in itself just goes to show not only how much of a high-profile player that Matthew Kachuk is, but the amount of respect that the Florida Panthers are have gotten in the last few seasons yeah. ever since they hired Bill Zito as their GM. Because I said this on, on, Locked, on the national show, Locked on NHL, only three players remain from that COVID bubble season of the Panthers. Barkoff, Ekblad, and Sergei Bobrovsky. And they turned it over this much to a President's Trophy. Wow. And now extend their window i didn't realize that and that is a very quick turnaround time so for fans you know if you're just listening because you love one of the players here uh that we're talking about and you know your team is in a weird rebuild retooling situation 
or not even, if you just feel like your window's closing, look at how quickly this team has turned it around. And that's, um, that's impressive. You know, I think that everybody looked at that Zito hiring and was like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is good. And then obviously, you know, you, you have the Bobrovsky contract, which you can't do anything about, but, um, you know, I just, I, I'm impressed and I, I hate calling Florida a small market, but it's a non-traditional market. So Fair. for them to command that respect from a lot of different media, from national media and international media as well, I would say things are going pretty well. Yeah, it's definitely going pretty well uh, for 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 the Panthers, and it's expected that this is a window that's going to be uh, extended. And Matthew Kachuk also talked about how he uh, spoke to his teammates from back in Calgary, Sam Bennett and Ryan Lomberg, and welcoming them to the team. And he spoke about kind of the new wave of Panthers that are, that he's hoping to attract. And with shipping out Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. Um, those extensions, Mackenzie Weaver was always seen as a rental um, for, for this year before eventually getting his payday. And that creates so much cap flexibility for the Panthers team come next season. They're very against the cap this season. I say that I see that Calgary is very um, still has quite a bit of cap space even themselves this year. Mm-hmm. But but Matthew Kachuk and his presser spoke about how he's uh, about the youth of the team as well. He just look around and there's just so much uh, young players on 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 the team. But from the Calgary Flames' perspective on the pressers of Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto, what did you take away from what they had to say? The fact that they were so quick to say that they're interested in long-term deals and that uh, Huberto's agent has already been in talks with Brad Tree Living 48, 72 hours after uh, the trade has gone through and you know, I think that that is a huge part of this. Um, if Brad Tree Living can get both of them to re-sign, since they are UFAs at the end of the season, and not let them walk, and they're just rentals, and you're stuck in a position where you're trying to fill these holes again, um, you know, can you lock it? Can you lock it up? And um, I'm so excited just to watch. Both of them play this game under Daryl Sutter and someone, one of the media members in the con- press conference asked like, you know, Burnett was more of a player's coach and now you're playing under Daryl Sutter and <laughs> honestly a complete 180. And I think it was Huberto who said, you know, y- you have to work hard. That's, that's what this game's all about. Working hard and a work ethic and, I'm excited to see both of these two and how um, a two-way defenseman will fit in in this system. I think it's what the Flames need, but it's going to be a matter of how Daryl Sutter wants to use you. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm seeing that the Calgary Flames even next season will have $36 million in cat space, so they can That's fit insane. both of them into, into their team long term. And I think about... I'm not sure how long Daryl Sutter is going to continue to coach, but at least he's going to be there in the in the foreseeable future, in like the next two or three years. And they still got a a, a Vesna Trophy finalist and Jacob Markstrom, former Florida Panther prospect Jacob Markstrom, by the way. 
and and they have at least those two in those two in place, coach and goalie. Now you add an elite playmaker in Jonathan Huberto into the mix, and a, and a guy who in Mackenzie Weger who's uh, who has really shut all the doubters at, at, from from the draft position that he was he was in, and. It is a little like I hope it's not lip service for 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 Jonathan Huberto and and Mackenzie Weger because the, man I would I would I would feel bad for Flames fans after get after getting that those high profile players especially Huberto but man it's such a great opportunity for both of them in new situations and Calgary Flames fans I, for those of you listening to this follow Jonathan Huberto on Instagram because he is an awesome follow if if you haven't followed him already. I, I mean at least when he was in South Florida and even in his off season he would you would always see him like posting his workout videos from his home in Quebec as well even oh, before the tra- even before <laughs> even before the trade a lot of people were criticizing Jonathan Huberto about his Instagram use and all that stuff and not being focused but the day before the trade he was playing beer league hockey in Quebec. So this guy is all is to for people to say that he's not all hockey all the time is complete and utter BS in my opinion. So he is as ready as they come. What and you are gonna get a guy who is gonna come out every single night and work hard. And who knows? Who knows, Jess? He might have this letter on his jersey. Who knows? The letter you C. Know, that is a very good point, too, because you know, the Flames have a captaincy vacancy and, you know, they are looking for leaders. And I was certain Matthew Kachuk was going to resign and he was going to be named captain. But I think this is a little bit better than that. Um, I think that Huberto really does offer that uh, just the leadership ability, the determination and everything you look for, all those buzzwords that you look for in a hockey captain. And I just, I've always felt like he is one of the more underrated players. And it's again, probably because of the market he played in and it's going to happen again in Calgary. Like these are just things that happen, unfortunately. And I am, I am seriously looking forward for Flames fans to watch him every night. Um, you know, growing up a Bruins fan and still being a Bruins fan, saw a lot of him, saw a lot of Huberdo. And it's a treat when you're not playing against him. So it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> It'll be nice to have him on the team this time and uh, actively working for you. And and I could say the same thing about Matthew Kachuk. If Matthew Kachuk is your opponent, he's a freaking pest to play against. He 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 is gritty. He's got he he's kind of like Brad Marchand and or Tom Wilson, guy yep. who gets in your face, gets in the dirty areas. And I'm sure just like you, I I was looking up Matthew Kachuk highlight videos for like a good 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, man, they're getting a hell of a player. Yeah. No, and that's you know, I'm so excited for you know. For Florida fans, because I know what Matthew Kachuk's capable of. I know what I watched for 82 games and in the postseason. Granted, he had a broken hand, so wasn't very useful there. But, you know, some of his, when him and Gaudreau would set each other up for certain plays, you knew that that puck was going in as soon as it went on Matthew's stick. And he, he does some stuff that, you know, everybody says Connor McDavid is a cheap mode, cheat code, whatever. Matthew Kachuk is right there with him. Mm-hmm. 
and and we could relate this to go back to Jonathan Huberto about his, about him, but with the playmaking ability. Um, mm-hmm. There's a specific play that I I really liked from Jonathan Huberto last year. It was against the San Jose Sharks at home. Uh, former Florida Panthers goalie James Reimer was just not letting any pucks in, and just in overtime, he he. Jonathan Huberto says he does not know how to do the Michigan, but he did a fake Michigan and then had a uh, had a goal that he distributed to Sam Bennett as he was cutting from behind the net. So he kind of he kind of fools uh, people from time to time, and his ice vision is just incredible. He'll do like so many no look passes as as well. I mean, you, you don't get you don't get to three assists away from breaking the all time assist record for wingers in NHL history w- without having the, the ice vision that Jonathan Huberto has. And the only reason why he didn't break the assist record for wingers is because he sat the last two games for rest. He had an opportunity to break Kucherov and uh, Yarmir Yager's record uh, last season. So that's what, that's what, that's what Calgary Flames are fans are definitely getting uh, as far as a guy like Huberto. Yeah. And you know, they should be very excited. And I think that a lot of people are, more appreciative of what they're getting uh, than had it just been, you know, okay, like we know this guy's going to walk, so we're just going to take whatever deal comes our way. Because they're, the Canes and the Blues were in final top three contenders for these deals and this trade, and I just can't imagine a package better than what Florida had to offer. Mm-hmm. My original prediction was that he was going to go to the Blues because of his Same. father playing there. And Everyone thought yeah. that he was going there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Car- Carolina wasn't willing to trade away Schnecktikoff, uh in as part of that deal. So uh, I-, I can understand from uh, from Carolina's perspective on why they didn't want to give up. But hey, expiring contracts for for Florida gives it an opportunity to get younger and cap flexibility there. But in the third and final segment, we are going to discuss the futures of both these teams, where we see these two teams finishing as soon as next season. We're going to discuss that next in the third and final segment here on this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and Locked On Calgary Flames podcast. All right, third and final segment here on this crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and the Locked On Calgary Flames podcast. Armando Velez here with Jess Bomaso of Locked On Calgary Flames continuing this conversation about the big trade that happened between the two teams. And Jess, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, of course, 122 points for the Panthers uh, coming off a of President's Trophy. Like we said earlier, they were always going to take a te- step back based on cap and all that stuff. Yeah. But... The Panthers' decor, outside of the top pair, there's still some question marks there. Of course, Trey McKenzie Weger does a lot of that. This does say that they do think that Gus Forzing is ready to be on that top pair um, with Aaron Ekblad. However, with that cap space that they do have next year, there is an opportunity for them to get a middle-pairing defenseman as soon as next season. So for, for the Panthers... It's gonna be it's gonna be some growing pains to start the season for for them, and I think that with 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 the forward lines as well with Anthony Duclair, something I didn't mention, Anthony Duclair will start the season on LTIR due to a, an Achilles injury, so three million is gonna come off the books, but still that just gets them to the cap ceiling. So right now this is the team that they got. 
But as far as on paper, it's going to be a little bit of a step back. But in my opinion, for the Panthers, I still think that on paper, this is a playoff team. They might not be a division champion, but you know what? At this point, after the playoff failures that they have, you just want to get into the dance for for the Panthers. They got the first round uh, out of the out of the way after not winning a round for the first time in 26 years. They finally got that off their back. Now it's that time to once you get into the dance, you you try to you try to go all the way. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning they didn't win the division in in their uh, two Stanley Cup um, victories. So the Panthers, it's just about pacing themselves through the regular season. At, and the point is for the Panthers is to get to the trade deadline and reevaluate from there. As far as the Calgary Flames goes, I know we spoke about losing Gaudreau and Kachuk. And, but what about, what about coming for into this season for the Calgary Flames? Because, you know, it's going to, for Huberto, he's, he's on a new team. He's going to have to get used to a new coaching staff, just like Kachuk, though. Don't get me wrong. But what do you see as far as where, where this team can go? Yeah, you know, I think you said it perfectly. You don't have to win the division to have a successful postseason. And I think that the Flames, they they do have some tinkering to do. It doesn't make sense for them to go out there and say, okay, you know, we made a few moves. Our team's complete. Because it's not. You know, you still have to figure out your top line. There's still a spot open. You have to figure out if Andrew Mangiapane is going to stay on that uh, Backland and Coleman line. Because that is a fantastic defensive two-way line that really should have been out there all of the second round against the Connor McDavid, uh, Evander Kane, and Leon Dreisaitl line. Like, that, it just shut them down completely. But you really have to figure out if some of your guys from your AHL team are ready to make the leap, or do you have to go out there and sign a few more doesn't have to be big names, doesn't have to be anything crazy, but you need to really just fill in the blanks and really see who you're not that players don't need an adjustment period coming into a new system because obviously they do, but who will be able to adapt the fastest out of the names on the market? Yeah, and and I think you 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 spoke about this many times about Sean Monahan as well having some injury 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 issues as well and being on that bottom pair um bottom line as well. So it's also about filling that part of the lineup as as well. And Andrew Mangiapane is such a great story, being a late round pick and 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 blossoming. I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had the game winning goal for uh, Canada in the in the Double IHF World against. Sergey Bobrovsky in, yeah. in in the in the final round and and guess who was the GM of the of Team Canada in that year Roberto Luongo so it, it's crazy how it all it all connects uh, for yeah. for both these teams and you know it like you said a, adjustment period and they have a veteran in Milan Lucic um, who we we've seen him in you've seen him in his Boston days uh, they got the trade they use one of the assets from. The Sam Bennett trade uh, it, to get Tyler Toffoli, the um, yeah. Hyman going to uh, Montreal in in that one, and I mean they have a Stanley Cup champion in uh, in uh, Blake Coleman as well. So there's there's some there's 
there's such a mix for yeah. Calvary as well, as far as experience and some youth as well. Yeah, that you know they have uh, Lucic who's won a cup. Um, he's won a few cups actually with the Kings and Boston. Uh, Blake Coleman, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. Tyler Toffoli, Trevor Lewis, um, obviously Daryl Sutter. You know, there's a lot of winning and leadership and uh, experience there. But then you also have these younger guys who, you know, like Andrew Mangiapane's played in Worlds and was the MVP. That, you know, that's not necessarily the NHL, but he knows what it takes to win. (laughs) And that's still, you know, extra experience under his belt. And I just, I adore him. I think that he is just a fascinating player to watch because he, I think he's like six feet tall, but he looks so small um, even when he's on skates. But, you know, he's just one of those players that when I got brought on to Locked On, I said, this is the kid that I am rooting for. Because he was, I think it was his second year of his entry-level contract. And I was like, this is it. I like it. He's Italian. I'm Italian. Here we go. And here we are three years later. And I'm just like, this kid is just becoming not a household name, but a, a bigger star. And he, you know, I really think that the Flames just need to really not build around him, but maybe highlight him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you talk about the experience with uh, Calgary, and it's funny because the the Florida Panthers kind of have a little bit of a lav- lack of experience uh, uh, for some some parts of their team with with the youth. But then you have a few veterans there with uh, Mark Stahl into the mix, Radko Gudis into the mix. Of course, a two time Vesna Trophy uh, winner in Sergei Bobrovsky, and uh, and of course homegrown player Alexander Barkov, top picks of Sam Bennett, Sam Reinhart in the same draft as Aaron Eckblad. So Panthers have three top four picks from the from that 2014 draft. All they're missing is Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, Honestly. but that's going to that's going to take a little too much to try to get him. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's on the on the on the table, but and 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 an up and coming star right now that they drafted just two two see um drafts ago in anton lindell and when this trade was first when when the when matthew kachuk first made it known that he wanted to come to the panthers i was afraid that anton lindell was going to be part of that package because he started as that third line center played pretty much all all year uh with some injuries here and there that took kind of took him out of the calder uh trophy consideration but the fact that he gets to kind of grow, and I don't know if Sam Bennett is a long-term solution for the Panthers. He's still, at least he's in the short term, I think Sam Bennett is beneficial for this team. Absolutely. Don't know about next year and beyond. But this is an opportunity for Anton Lindell to eventually become the two seed for the Panthers. And and who else to be behind former Calgary Flame uh uh Sam Bennett to help him to help and and for him. Anton Lindell to actually look up to to that lineup to eventually uh, elevate. And I'm glad that as far as that trade package, Anton Lindell is not part of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, that's a really good point. Uh, I honestly, you're going to have some fantastic moments between Kachuk and Bennett. Uh, they were best friends in Calgary. And I think that the two of them together are just going to be 
I don't want to say menaces because that has like negative connotation, but there, you know, when they, there's chemistry there. And I think that it brings like this lightheartedness to the locker room, but not a lightheartedness. That's like class clown behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and one, uh, one of the guests on my, one of a guest on my show that he actually had a tweet, uh, after the press conference saying that in one of these games this season, the Florida Panthers just have to run this line one time for one shift to start a game of uh, Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, and Ryan Lomberg on, on the it. line just for it. And I'm just like, hmm, how about they do it in their first game in Calgary as like a welcome back? And yeah. and and that, I I think that would be such such a cool uh such a cool situation for the 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 three guys to be welcome back to to Calgary and. And this isn't even something that I really haven't really spoken about too much in depth. I mean, Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk played so many times in that Canadian division two seasons ago. It was nauseating. Now they get to do it every year because Brady just signed his extension last season and now Matthew Kachuk. And the the Kachuk family, they're building a house in South Florida. Not saying that Matthew is the favorite, but you know, when you're when you have one of your sons playing in the US market, it kind of favors when it comes to it when it comes to who you're gonna see more. So maybe we'll see more of the Kachuk family at Panthers games. Oh my god, they're an absolute just blast. Crazy, crazy people. Um Taryn is she's a I think she's gonna be a junior in college at UVA and she goes to a lot of the games and they the Kachuk siblings are ride or die for each other like yeah I'm sure there's sibling rivalry but it's just I've never seen siblings like that and I, mean, I love my brother but I, I don't I don't I don't know maybe it's because we don't play hockey but I just, they're just a great group of kids and you know Brady having the uh two Bud Lights in his hand and two in his back pockets at the Saddle Dome like mm-hmm. it's just they're so fun to watch and they're a great social media family and just it's content <laughs> but but we're on but when they're both on the ice it's go time you just want to beat each other up you just want to beat each other and you just say even you know I'm a younger sibling, yeah. Uh, so I kind of feel I'm kind of in Brady's position. So you always <laughs> want to beat the older brother. A lot of times, the the older brother wins a lot. Especially, I mean, one on one basketball for me and my brother. He had the height difference, so he always blocked my shots. Well, that's all the time, not so. fair. Yeah, it's not fair. You're just that much <laughs> taller than me. So uh, as far as uh, this is the first time I'm ac- um, this is the first time I'm actually looking at when the Panthers and Flames play each other um, this season. Both times will be in November. Um, um, Flames at Panthers will be November 19th. And then the first trip for Matthew Kachuk to the, back to the Saddle Dome will be on November 29th. So a 10-day span where they'll be uh, seeing each other. So a lot of great content that will be um, from now until then. Yeah, and- so we'll have to get together then and you know see where the teams are at before and where they're at after. Yes, and of course we'll be talking about welcoming back, and we'll be talking about uh, fan reactions then. But we we will leave that to that time when the time comes. But Jess, 
I want to thank you so much for getting together with me on this crossover edition of Locked On Panthers and Locked On Flames. Tell everybody on my side where they can find you online. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this all day. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right on the screen. And then uh, the show is F, no, I lied, at LO underscore Flames Pod. And yeah, you can find the show uh, Locked on Flames wherever you listen to Locked on Panthers. Awesome. And for the Calgary Flames listeners, you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And it's going to be a fun season. So even if you're not a Panthers fan, follow along and 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 you'll and I'll take you through the journey of of a Florida Panthers season. And for everyone on my on the Lockdown Panthers feed, follow Jespa Maso and her wonderful work. And she is the Wednesday co-host of Locked On NHL, the national show, along with Brett Holden. It's a Battle of Alberta version of the show, so you'll definitely see a lot of Je- of Jess definitely uh, over the over the next uh, few months. That's for sure. So, Jess, thank you so much, and I'll see you in a bit. Thank you, and thank you for joining me as well. Absolutely. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to so be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden where they'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Jess Belmosto. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>